win. I'm a, a big advocate or a huge advocate when it comes to other bankers who are from different financial institutions, which sounds unique because you are each other's competition in the field. But I don't think that that doesn't mean that you guys can't be friendly and help each other. You can't be the best at everything, know what you're good at and outsource the rest because time is money and I never want to waste the client's time. So if I'm not the answer, I want to put you in contact with someone who is going to be the solution for you because that for, for me is respecting that client's time. And that's just doing what's right. And for me, I always say I have a higher power that I answer to. So you should always do what's right. It's always the right time to do what's right. That is the shift. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here with my co-host, awesome and amazing, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Happy. So guess what? Yes. <laughs> guess what? Yes. I'm like, what? You know how we get excited when we put content in context and we connect it and people are like, hey, that's really good. Um, so we've been doing that and people have been loving the mindset shift. Woo! And there's a lot of baby entrepreneurs out there like myself who are getting their sea legs. That makes no sense at all. But, you know, getting out there, getting started. And today we thought, what the heck? HE double hockey sticks. Why don't we connect it with someone outside of us and a guest who's kicking butt out there in the world? Um, entrepreneur mindset, helping out in the world, uh, really near and dear to me because she's an ambassador at my organization, Oak Grove Center, where at-risk kid and foster youth get help. So everything that we love to talk about and step into, which is philanthropy, helping others, being an awesome boss mom, having amazing marriage, you know, the, the coveted thing that most of us want. We have a we guest have it. Yes. that has it. Yes, that's so exciting. Super duper exciting. You know, and I have the privilege of working with this fine young lady as well in Toastmasters. Right now, she's my mentee. But I'll tell you, I learn a lot from her. That's why I love the mentoring relationship. It's a give and take. It's a come, come to the forefront and see what you can have. So without further ado, I know you all are wondering. I know you're waiting. Because you've been talking about entrepreneurship, the shift from employee to entrepreneur. And today we have someone who is an employee. So you're probably thinking, why is she here? Because guess what? She has the mindset that we've been talking about and she's creating pathways for herself. So without further ado, will you all help us welcome to the show today, Miss Monique Payan. Welcome, Monique. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. We are so excited to have you here on the show, Monique. I am very excited to be a guest um, and extremely excited to hear or be part of one of your episodes because I myself am a listener and have loved the last Ooh. two episodes, especially on making the shift. 
Wow. So this was a perfect connection then knowing that you've listened, you've learned and you love it. And now you're going to get to contribute to the series in itself. So we're delighted to have you. Monique, we make it a custom here on our show. Instead of us telling the audience about you, why don't you give our audience a little background information? Tell them who you are and what you're up to these days. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Misty. So um, my name is Monique Payan. I'm a commercial banker and lender with Union Bank, but I've been in the banking industry for over 13 years, uh, one with one institution and now with Union Bank for a little over a year and a half. I like to say I want to be a dream maker, not a dream killer. And being th that being said, my job or my role is very simple. I'm your local friendly banker, and my only goal is to help businesses continue to build their legacy uh, through credit and technology. I love hearing about humble beginnings, and it generally is just being curious about hearing what the business community needs and wants and helping them get there and be successful. Oh my God, your first sentence, dream maker, not a dream killer. I love that. And I think most businesses, small business or maybe large business are scared of banks. And having you just have that feel of how, how can we help you and what do you need to get aligned so we can seems a lot different than coming in and feeling like you're or begging for money because you're not doing well. Credit can be tough. It's a tough conversation because you're vulnerable. You're sharing your personal and your business financials. And a lot of times that's information that not even maybe your family knows about. And so when it comes to having those conversations, you really have to build a connection and you really have to build dialogue. I always say, paint your picture and tell your story. You can have the black and white financials and you can have whatever the application says, but there's always more color to the story. And I'm visual, so I talk with my hands. So there's always more color to the story. You're in the right place. <laughs> In your job or my job, so when I talk about networking, I talk about storytelling. But when I talk about writing a credit or communicating with whoever it is that my team is and the client, it's also storytelling because I've had those interviews with the clients. I've met with them in person. I've done the tour of their facility or their factory. I've heard about their humble beginnings, you know, the blood, sweat, equity that's gone into building this legacy that they're going to live, leave to the next generation. And so now being able to articulate that into a credit write-up and then help facilitate that storytelling to the credit officer, to me, that's one of the most rewarding parts. Love that. Almost, let's say you almost found a way to bring passion to the paper so that people could see the bigger picture because passion won't fail you. If they're dedicated, they're going to do the things they need to do to make it work because it's part of them. Passion to the paper. I like that. That's new. I like that. Because you're getting to tell the story. I mean, like you said, I love it. You know, I always say that facts tell, but stories sell. And so when you're able to take the facts and combine them with the story, that that person, that business owner story, so that now everything comes to like, and like Missy says, the passion to the paper. So now you're creating that. So you're an artist. You're a creator in the banking sense. I love that. A little shift to what your title may be, which I believe it's, is it Vice President of Business Development or something of that nature? Yes, ma'am. It is Vice President of Business Development. And so looking at that, you know, it doesn't say creative. It doesn't say that, but that's exactly what you do, which in terms, I want to shift a little bit and talk about the, the nature of the work that you do. For those of you who don't know, business development kind of means sales in a very fancy term. And Monique, please 
fix that if I said that incorrectly, but you're really out there nurturing, building relationships to convert them to a client. And when I think about that, naturally, that is a entrepreneurial role. People don't go into sales when they want to learn on their own and be independent. You learn from the company, you get tips and strategies and tactics to go out there, but then there's some independence that you're given and saying, go, you're released out into the world and you have to build and create and find the clients. Would you agree? And please add. I would, absolutely. And here's the thing, every conversation you have with a client, it, it necessarily doesn't have to you know, begin or end in a sale. And I always say, most conversations I have are very casual. And there's typically not a need, but it's planting a seed, especially in this environment. Bankers, you know, merge, employees leave, employees retire, people move on. And I respect loyalty. Like I said, I'm a mother of four. So for me, I've had my same Allstate insurance agent for forever. And I'm with her because I believe that people bank with people or people do business with people. Absolutely. And so I want them to do business with me and I do business with other people and I'm very loyal. So if they're loyal to a bank, I respect that. But if anything ever changes, I want them to have a local resource or a name or someone who's followed up. And I'm never going to reach out to someone without doing my homework and really understanding what this business does. Um, of course, everything you find online or everything that you find in, in looking at their website doesn't tell the true story. Nothing ever can replace hearing it directly from the business owner's mouth. There's so much meaning and passion behind hearing its story directly from them. But yes, being able to, to make that connection um, and then respect that maybe they're not ready. When they are ready, it'd be nice for them to have an option. And that's all I ever ask. It's that touch point. So that when you're uh, fresh in their mind, when they need something, they usually go back to that last interaction with someone who might have been there or they ask a friend, can you recommend anyone? But if you have those touch points, even if they're not your customer, you're sending a birthday or here's an email list and information for business owners, but you're giving a value, value, value. And then pretty soon, if they're getting a bad experience, they're going to be like, um, I'm calling Mona. This is ridiculous. This, this company I'm working with, I'm giving money to, they don't even acknowledge me. And this lady's calling and she's checking on me. She cares about my business. And I think when that truly aligns that you do, people feel that especially nowadays, we're moving so much back to customer experience, all these things, social media, jump on social media. And uh, I'm taking a class right now and it keeps showing those that build personal relationships are making more money and having less people leave them. But all the other people are doing all this studying on how to make a reel, which is good and you should, but if you're not building relationships with those that are already with you, you can do all the reels you want. You're still not going to the bank to meet Mona. <laughs> I love that. That is so good. You know, I have another question. The thing that came to mind is you are an employee of Union Bank. But as we just said really quickly, entrepreneurial mindset in the, in the set of what you do as a VP of business development. And I want to ask the question, because this is where the shift is, employee mindset and entrepreneurial mindset. Yes, I'm an employee, but what you do and how you function is so different. Can you tell us how you've taken your role as an employee, but yet shifted into operating as one of an entrepreneur. So I think when it comes to the shift of entrepreneur, especially for new bankers that are coming out there, you have to really run the business like or run your business like it is your business. Yes. You're responsible for your time. 
really the branding and what you put out there and your name, you're responsible for all of that. So really, it shouldn't be your two different people at home and at work. You should be the exact same person. And like I always say, I have a heart to serve. I'm an ambassador for Oak Grove. I work with Habitat for Humanity. Um, and I love championing women leadership. So for me, that is who I am. I am at home as well. And so being able to transfer the skill sets that I do personally to what I do professionally, I want to see everyone win. I'm a, a big advocate or a huge advocate when it comes to other bankers who are from different financial institutions, which sounds unique because you are each other's competition in the field. But I don't think that that doesn't mean that you guys can't be friendly and help each other. You can't be the best at everything, know what you're good at and outsource the rest because time is money and I never want to waste a client's time. So if I'm not the answer, I want to put you in contact with someone who is going to be the solution for you because that for, for me is respecting that client's time. And that's just doing what's right. And for me, I always say I have a higher power that I answer to. So you should always do what's right. It's always the right time to do what's right. That is the shift. And then networking. When you're going out there and networking, it shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm doing a job. It should feel like, hey, I'm trying to grow as many connections as I can make. Because even if you're walking into a room, let's say a room of manufacturers, and maybe none of them are decision makers that you'll ever be able to talk to them about credit. You're going to learn something about their industry because every manufacturing industry is, is completely different. That might give you just a little nugget of information to put in your toolbox. And so the next time you have a conversation with a client that specializes in that field, you can actually go and, you know, you have that information, you can tap into that, that conversation. Hey, a manufacturer that I spoke with recently had mentioned that they're experiencing concerns on this, this, and this. Are you seeing the same? That just adds, and you're, what you're doing is you're growing. You're growing and you're learning. So I think if you're open to growing and learning, which is an entrepreneurial mindset, and you're not comfortable with just staying in, you know, staying in your lane, and you're willing to get outside your comfort zone and continue to learn, I think that's where the shift comes. So I like that you said the shift because I never knew what it was called, but I'm like, that's exactly what it is. When you run and operate your own pipeline and your business like a business owner, it makes a difference. It's confidence and it's, you're able to um, not be so scared when you are kind of bridging over or doing some things for yourself to help others in other ways. Now, you said something which was really funny is that you never know who's in the room. And I don't know how many contracts myself and Kimberly have gotten because we made a experience or we made a great connection with the decision maker's friend or right hand. Because decision maker always has people. And normally, a decision maker only makes a decision after people say, hey, this might be great. Like they have the, the people that they trust. So you could be in a room and still have influence towards the decision maker without even knowing it. So it really is. I love how you had that other point, though, is even a conversation you're going to learn in is going to show up later in another conversation and connect you with someone else. So it's that intention of, of when you're networking to have that build that relationship or get some knowledge is a great way to not be so scared of networking. Yes. I heard so many things, Missy. You said connection, which is another show. Connection. But what I heard from Monique is the collaboration. I'm connecting with other yes. bakers who are my competitors, quote unquote. But we know that when you operate from that place of 
uh, abundance because that's what I'm hearing. You're operating from a place of abundance, recognizing that you can be a trusted advisor and a resource from other people. Again, that's operating in an entrepreneur mindset and opening doors for you that many who have that competitive mindset, the closed mindset, they miss out on. That is so exciting. I'm fired up when I heard that. So collaboration is a strong point for you and how you move forward. What are some other core principles that you operate on, Monique, with your business? So interesting that you say that. So I'm genuinely curious. And when it comes to uh, being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur mindset, so you say the shift. Um, I'd say gone are the days of picking up the phone and cold calling. And I mean, for me, if I get a cold call, I know I'm not going to pick up the phone. Um, time is money. When I come home, I'm trying to, you know, provide a food for my family and interact with my kids, the little, little bit of time that I have left before they graduate and they're out of the house. So for me, I want to be, um, you know, as mindful as I can with a little bit of time that I have. So when you actually show up to talk to a business owners, understand a little bit more about who you're talking to you know, what they value, maybe what their green initiatives are, because a lot of businesses have green initiatives right now. Clean energy is huge. You know, do they have a, a nonprofit they support? You know, what are they looking, what are their visions, their values, and their goals? If you haven't taken at least 20, 30 minutes to really understand that business, do yourself and that business a favor. Don't waste their time. Do your homework. And I feel like when you're a business owner and you're looking at building, you know, new business relationships, that's the same mindset that they have. Uh, my husband owned a business. And so it's nice because I get to kind of one-on-one -on -one, um, talk with him and he'll give me recommendations. Like, here's what I recommend. And this is the field that I was in. So I'm appreciative of the insight that he's been able to give me as a business owner and what he would look for. Wow. We were, um, I was at a training recently and the, the trainer is like a multimillionaire. And he says that he could, if he had a nickel for every time someone came to tell them how the best they were in something and how they wanted to sell him, that that means nothing to him because he hears it all the time because people know who he is. He said the ones that stand out are the ones that come up and say, hey, I saw that you wrote a new book. How can I help promote it? Mm. Hey, I saw that your business is expanding. How can I get people to your restaurant? But really that, that service, service heart to, if you really appreciate and want to make that relationship, it's. How can you help them without just walking up and selling to them? I think that goes back to people do business with people, or I say people bank with people, um, not with banks. And I say that because you could be a bank and it really is the relationship that you have with that individual person that makes a difference. It's the trust that you build. Can I pick up the phone? Do I feel comfortable of having a conversation because I have a question with this in particular person? And if you don't, that doesn't feel as warm and as friendly as it should, because it really should be a relationship, a relationship, not just a transaction. That's right. And it goes back to the old saying, people don't care how much you know until, um, until they know how much you care. So that care is essential in the process. And you know that also with that care, it's the like, know, and trust factor. And so we have to constantly be working on those pieces as we go out to talk to anyone, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee in an organization where you are responsible for business development or any aspect of that. I love that because that's a key process, Monique. And it sounds like you have nailed it. 
And I know personally from working with you, you have some unique processes that you do. One of my favorites is how you invest in getting to know your customer. I think it was something like a brown bag. Tell us a little bit about that. The brown bag. I'm so excited to hear about this. So I do. It's a, it's from, um, a TV, a, a movie, um, but brown paper bag all tied up in strings. These are a few of my favorite things. So if you're my friends or my family, you know that you've gotten probably text or an email. It's called the list and it's all your favorite things. It's your birthday. It's your favorite drink, your favorite snack. Your, it's all your favorite things. But that to me, because I'm visual helps paint a picture and tell a story of what's important to you. And so I like to try to do the same thing when it comes to customers and I'll call it the Ford method. So many of you may be familiar with it and I didn't create it, it's online, you can look it up, but it's family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And that to me, if you know those four things about your customer or about who you're interacting with, then you'd say you can walk away from a conversation and say, hey, you know, I really, I really know that person. I have one customer who loves Pokemon. And so when I randomly find, I'm looking for a little uh, Pokemon figure, I'm going to FedEx it to her. That, to me, those things are meaningful because that means you care and you remembered. And for me as an individual, if you care, you remember, those little things are going to keep me loyal to you. My insurance agent does exactly that. And I, regardless of the price change, I will probably always stay with them because of that relationship that she has built. It's a connection. The Ford method. Did you read Ninja Sales? Okay. It's from Ninja Sales, the book. It's, that's a, such a great book. It's geared towards more um, people that sell and buy houses, but you could you could translate it over to almost any occupation in the sense it's building that relationship. And studies do show that people who have great relationships with their customers get less flack when it comes to raising prices. And we know right now we're going through a major inflation. And yeah. everywhere you look, prices are raising. So that makes sense that some of the entrepreneurs with smaller business, even restaurants, prices have to raise to match where they're at. And you're going to lose some people, but you're not going to lose raving fans. They understand and they don't want to lose you. So there's a great part. So a paper bag, guys, take that one. Yes. I love Ford also, Kimberly, since you mentioned it, because there's a lot of, so in the last two years, how many of us have networked other than Zoomed outside in the real world? More people are comfortable getting out. And so a lot of people are feeling like they're having to start cold turkey networking again. I think Ford is a great way for them to use it. Start conversations and get to build a connection and find out a little bit more about whoever it is that they're networking with. Yeah. That's everything, because here's the truth. We are in a marketplace, although the last few years we've been, you know, going through a pandemic. But here's the truth. Today's technology has presented more options than ever. So guess what? To me, when I go and look for someone that's doing this, they're probably 20, 30, 50, 70, because a lot of people did shift from the employee to now an entrepreneur. So when you build relationships and use that Ford method, I used, I called it form, same thing. And you start getting to know the person you're connecting with them by way of personalizing that experience, sending them their favorite things. Guess what? You stand out. You stand out as a unique person. And now, as you said, Monique, they're going to be loyal to you and they're going to stick around. So we have to be intentional in that customer experience, that customer satisfaction serving our customer so that we can differentiate ourselves in the marketplace because competition is fierce. What's the M in form? Money. 
And you know, you'll typically see the form method used in something like network marketing, but it's the same thing, family, occupation, recreation, and money. And money goes back to dreams. What do you dream of? How do you, what kind of money do you desire? It's the same method. They just use an M instead of a D. All the same going in the same direction. So Monique, as you think about what you're doing today as a employee, but I know you're shifting. We, you and I sat down last week and we had a conversation about the need to no longer promote the company, which you are every day when you show up. But here's the truth, promoting Monique and who you are and what you do, because in the end, they're not going to go Union Bank. They're going to go Monique. They're going to look you up and attach you to the bank. Tell us about some of the unique things you are doing to brand yourself and kind of shift in that entrepreneur space. Employee brand. Oh, I love that. Employee brand. And I don't think I ever thought about it in that mindset until our last conversation. So thank you, Kimberly. Um, like um, you had mentioned earlier when we first started the conversation, Misty, uh, I am an ambassador for Oak Grove, um, but I also work with several other nonprofits. And to me, community is everyone, everything in Riverside County, the Inland Empire. The Inland Empire is growing so much. So as I continue to grow awareness, and I'll say a grow awareness for their brands, their cause, and champion you know, what their visions and their value is, their mission, so to speak, that's also continuing to build my brand. But when I say building, you say building your brand, it's building who you are. I did a speech the other week about eulogy. I said, eulogy is typically at the end of your life. How will someone talk about your life and who you were and what you meant to everyone? I said, I changed it around to Y-O-U, you, Ludgy. I was like, why wait until the end of your life for people to be able to say who you are and what you did when you should be doing that now? You should be saying who you are now. And when someone makes an introduction um, or someone says, hey, I'd like you to meet Monique, they should have the same sentiment or be of the same mindset because you are the same person you are personally as you are professionally. And those, they should both connect to each other. So what you do in the community, championing their cause. Um, I work with a couple of different uh, nonprofits that are looking at building their membership. I was like, great, let's continue to connect and let's continue to network because I want everyone to win. Um, I want them to continue to be successful. And that in turn made directly impact business by, hey, may I introduce you to Monique because she also is a commercial lender. She might be able to help your business or she might be able to help your clients. Great, if you trust me and that trust is there, then that means that what I'm doing has been meaningful or impactful to you. And I always say every relationship has to be earned, whether in business or you know, professionally or personally, it has to be earned. So if they see your value and what you're doing, it'll continue to speak for itself. Love that. Love that. So you're on a journey. And I love that because you started here 13 years ago, came into the banking industry and has really, in my opinion, reformed how you do business how business looks even in the banking industry as an individual, as a professional, and now you're out in the marketplace teaching other bankers, whether they know it or not, they're getting education lessons from Monique on how to really navigate the marketplace, how to have a relationship with another banker, how to uh, forge ahead in what they're doing and even rebrand themselves or brand themselves. So when I think about where you are, I want you to share with our audience maybe a couple things they can do to get themselves positioned 
to make the shift. Not only the shift, whether they're leaving their employer and becoming an entrepreneur or making the mindset shift. You're an employee and you're going to remain an employee, but let's take on that entrepreneur mindset. Because when you do, everyone wins. The company wins, you win. And guess what? The marketplace that you serve, they also win. So Monique, share a few things with us that will be beneficial for our listeners to help them make the shift. I think identifying your audience and your target is huge. So a lot of times when you work for, let's say a larger corporation, they think it's everything to everyone. You can't be everything to everyone. If you decide to take a focus and really focus on that in particular, let's say manufacturing, distribution, healthcare, be the expert in that and then really grow your knowledge, continue to grow, continue to learn, and then network. Networking is huge. A lot of people are uncomfortable with social media. I actually had a conversation with a colleague yesterday. He said he thought he was going to disconnect his uh, LinkedIn and social media platform. I don't see social media anymore as just social media. I see it as a tool. It's a way for me to connect with two, three, four degrees of separation that maybe I wouldn't have access to at all had I not had that network. I network with someone in New York City and what are the odds? I would never have the time to physically go to New York in order to meet this individual, but through connections, we were able to continue to work and partner with each other. And we actually just facilitated a large credit facility for a resource of his because of that connection. Wow. So I would say change that mindset. Don't think of social media as the typical social media. Think of it as a tool. Just like cold calling is a tool, social media can be a tool for you as well. And don't be afraid, you know, to to look up the the businesses or whoever it is that you're focusing on. Take an initiative and really try to connect and learn more. And I think when you're open to that and getting outside your comfort zone, that just leaves more opportunity for you to continue to grow who you are and your brand. When I say your brand, it really is your elevator speech. What is it that you do and why is it that you do it? You should be able to have that within less than five minutes. And if you don't know what that is, I would start working on that because that really is your window of opportunity. You might meet somebody literally in an elevator. What do you do? I'm a commercial lender. I help businesses leverage credit and technology in order for them to continue to build their legacy. That is it because it could be so many different things to so many different people. And I might not be the resource right now, but I'll be the resource for tomorrow. Love that. Wow. 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 That's so good. You know, and I want to say this, I'd want to ask another question, but I'm going to save it. In fact, I think we should have Monique back to talk a little bit about her LinkedIn experience and what she's done on LinkedIn and how she's leveraged it to grow her business, make those connections and really become a, I'm going to call it a leader in this space because you said it. It's not the traditional knock on the door anymore. It's not the cold call. It's using and leveraging social media to gain. So we're going to come back, I promise you, with the second show with Monique because she's doing some amazing things. Now, Monique, tell our audience, how can they find you? I'm on LinkedIn under Monique Payan. I also have an Instagram under Monique Payan Commercial Banker. So you can feel free to reach out to me either way, or you can visit our Professional Women Toastmasters page and connect with me that way as well. That was smooth. <laughs> I love that. That was. Good. She's always networking. 
for the college. If I could give one recommendation to to new and inspiring bankers or anything, being able to talk in front of a room or do a speech, I have to say in the last two years has been life-changing by leveraging a Toastmaster. So selfish plug there. If you can get connected, find a Toastmasters that talks or speaks to you. And it will, if you take on the pathways in less than six months to a year, you will see a huge difference. And I thank Kimberly for championing that because I don't think I would have ever guessed that I would experience what I have in the last 12 months. We're so grateful for you. Let me say this. And Misty and I both love, love having you on the show. We're so grateful for you. Thank you, Monique, for joining us. Right, Misty? Oh my gosh. I could, I have like three pages of notes. And you know what? The show is going to be going live and we're partnering this content, this entrepreneurial, this is part of a series, three parts, and you're the capstone to it. And we're so grateful for you. And so with that, Monique, we want to say, like we say every single week, before we say it, I, I have a, you know, if we were to, um, I don't know, do a live course in Temecula, Monique, would you come out and talk a little bit about the things that Ooh. you're most passionate about to our guests about banking and loans to small business and medium businesses? Absolutely. I love working with the Woo! business community. Yes. Yes. You heard yes. it here. Stay right tuned. <laughs> That's it. And that was part of that whole piece. We're putting it all together. And Monique, you're a part of it, a valuable part of it. And we really do appreciate you for being here on the show. Thank you, ladies. I enjoyed being part of the show and look forward to more content. I love listening to your podcast. Awesome. Well, with that, be sure to spread the word, share it with your community, especially this show. Make sure they know that Made to Inspire is on the map. And our desire is to really help those people that are executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners grow and groom their life, their businesses, and everything else. So with that, like we say every single week, there is something out here waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire U. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.